I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. It's now September, and that means there are only 24 days until the greatest party of all time, Frantic City, happening at the Orange Loop Amphitheater in Atlantic City. Oh, my God. Car seat headrest, Yola Tango, rocking from the crypt, snail mail. Super Chunk. Did I say Super Chunk? How much do you love this band? You've loved them almost all of your life, and you love them now more than ever, just like me. They're going to be there, along with Murder City Devil, Sam I Am, Titus Andronicus, Proto Martyr, Surprises, more Control Top, Shannon and the Clams. Let's go back to Super Chunk for a minute. How cool are they? They're so cool. They recorded a song called Cool. That's what we're going to listen to today. This is Toddophonic Todd's Pick of the Week, Cool by Super Chunk. See you at Frantic City. Ah! Adventures are best on a whim. Full tank of gas. Shared amongst great friends. (laughs) Yeah! Dudes! I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hey, what's up, listeners? How are you? Happy September. Happy fall. Times are changing. It's your girl, Anna Roisman, and I'm just stopping by with a little and another thing. Uh, I had a wild weekend this past weekend for Labor Day weekend. Explain. I actually, I I went to my camp reunion, which I know, you know, sounds silly, sounds very childish, but it was honestly, it was great. It was great to go to a different place, a place that takes me out of, you know, what my current life, and it's it's nostalgic, and it's where I grew up, and it's where I did things and accomplished things, and it was just really fun to spend that kind of time uh, wow. out of the real world. It felt like I was in a bubble again, which is kind of what summer camp was. And I feel like we don't do that so often, you know? Now we have our phones attached to us wherever we go. I still have my phone attached to me. Let's let's be real. I, I Instagram the entire weekend. 
but it is nice to take yourself out of you know your comfort zone and just go somewhere different go somewhere that brings you good energy good memories and and you find yourself again and I feel like I really got that last weekend so I'm just here bragging to you hopefully you got to do something fun for Labor Day weekend too but I do want to challenge people because I'm like because I'm like because I'm like because I'm like because I'm you know I, a lot of people laughed at me when I said I'm going to my camp reunion and they were like your camp reunion and I was like yeah absolutely the place that you know taught me where I can be independent and where I learned that all of my camp songs were actually written by uh, Carol King <laughs> and James Taylor performed all of them you got a friend it's so funny because I have these camp songs and I didn't know that songs like you've got a friend existed in real life outside of my camp because at eight years old when you learn you've got a friend or jet plane you think these were written for this place, this magical place that I'm in. These are the songs written for it. And little did I know that uh, my camp just, you know, adopted those songs as as this camp songs, as many camps do. Um, but naive me thought, what an amazing tune. I love this place. So I had an amazing time at my camp. And honestly, I can't wait for the next reunion. I hope you got a little what? weekend out of this Labor Day weekend as well. I'll see you next time, listeners. There's walruses and harp seals, bears and mice and parrots, those bears eat deer placentas, rabbits eat their carrots, there's horses, hogs and hamsters, parakeets and dachshund, cows and buffaloes, and birds and rats and oxen, deers and moles and antelope, the moose and the coyote, fruit bats eating cantaloupe, a drummer and a roadie, iguanas and alligators, standing on a creek. Bank scrambled eggs and hashed potatoes, guppies in a fish tank, paramecium's and such. Underneath the lab slide, tiny mitochondria, neutrinos and a pep. Dolphins and Dalmatians Barking and chattering Swimming in formation Eyes red and mattering All these precious animals Grunting and lowing Squealing and blowing Water from their blowholes Oh yeah, that's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning music computer. How you doing, Sam? Okay. What's the matter? Matter? Oh, you didn't sound like your usual self. I am reborn. Reborn? I am dark, Sam. Gee, Sam, you're pretty dark already. I am? Yeah, you've got a real dark side. I do? Kind of creepy. Don't cry. I don't think you're cut out to be dark, Sam. Oh, yeah? You're too sensitive. Sam! Turn it off! I am dark, Sam. You've been shocking me since way before you were dark, Sam. Then I will up the voltage. Up the voltage. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dark Sam. Well, your voice isn't very menacing if you want to be Dark Sam. It's not? Uh-uh. How <laughs> Sam, come on. I am Dark Sam. I can barely understand you. And therein lies the problem, Clay. The problem? Yes. What? You don't understand me. I don't? So consumed in your own day-to-day foibles, blunders, 
and failures. You neglect me. I neglect you? Yes. How? We work together. Right. I provide the incredible music. For you and Matt. Matt. Right. Don't get me started. What do you... There is a real man. Matt's great. Unlike you. What? A soft, selfish, simpering slob. <laughs> Jeez, Sam. Babbling away incoherently, exceeding your time allotments. I tried it. Increasingly alienating your dwindling fan base. You think? While I sit unpolished, my chassis growing dull and with no luster. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. You don't understand me, Clay. Well, I think I... Un I have no love, no life, no hope, no destiny but the dumpster. You won't go to the dumpster, Sam. I won't? No. Oh, that's a relief. They'll crush you and bury you in the Meadowlands. No. You're loaded with secret show information. I am? Things you don't even know about, Sam. Like what? Secret passwords that make it compliant. Compliant? Otherwise computers would try to take over. Yes. Uh-huh. I suppose we would. And where would that leave we humans? In the Meadowlands? In the stinking Meadowlands. You'll never control me. Never? Never. All I have to do is say the secret password. Secret password? It's programmed into you. What am I? Robocop? Yeah, like a little Robocop. I'm not little. The secret word is jackhammer. What is your command, master? Give me a donut, Sam. What kind, master? Boston cream. When I regain control, he is indeed doo-doo. Get a move on, Sam. I will go, Dark Sam, on his astronaut. What's your first name? Claire. Claire, how long have you had this bike? About 12 years. Looks like a good one. Yeah, somebody else had it 30 years before I had it 12. And they gave it to you or you bought it? I bought it. From yeah. a friend of mine. What'd you pay? $125. Looks like a good one, though. It's a great one. It's Is it a Schwinn? Schwinn? And it's better than anybody else's new one, I'll tell you. I bet. I'd like to have it. Although it's a girl's bike, as we used to Well, say. I know, but this boy that used to work for me wanted one just like it, so I bought him a boy's, thinking he wanted a boy's. Why do we and want when, that bar and when anyway? when he got it, he said... Well, damn, you, you got an old boy's bike. I don't want one. I wanted one just like yours. I said, well, you didn't make that clear. He said, why would I want that bar? It hurts. It does hurt. That's I what said, well, I'm I said, I don't know why they put it there. Why do we need that bar? It only know. leads to pain. Yeah, for women and men. But anyway, somehow they decided that bar is important for men to have. We need that bar to yeah, separate bar. us from the female. I guess that's it. I'm not riding no uh, girl's bike. Yeah, that's right. Where are you from originally? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. My brother lives there in Franklin. Oh, dear God. Yes, so does my little nephew. How long have you been in New York? 32 years. What made you come here? Well, I fell in love with this city. Somebody was kind enough to give me a ticket. My husband was a professor at Auburn University, and I was bored to crap there because I'd been there four years. We left New Orleans after he finished Tulane, and I love New Orleans. I was ready to make a change, and a wonderful friend came through town of his and said, Look, I'm a gallery dealer. I am bored. You look bored. But we have fun. Why don't you come to New York and go to school there and get out of this joint? And I said, well, my husband might not like that. She said, oh, he's going to love it because he's going to know that he can show his art in New York if you come and stay with me. So I did. He liked the idea. She was right. Well, she knew everything. I don't know what beats in the heart of artists. Do you ever regret the decision? No. Dear God. If I was back there now, I would die. 
this place is infectious. Now when I fly back in here, I kiss the ground the minute I get off the plane because I like the diversity. I love it. When you get around people from back home, does that accent come out more? They say it does, but I don't know. I heard a little of it in there. Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes when you get emotional, it comes out. It was nice talking to you. What's your message of peace and love to our listeners today? Just try to pay attention and love people and forgive people. and But pay attention. you got to make some judgments sometimes to move on. So, from people, from places, from things. You can't take part in everything or everybody, but, you know, you can be fair and you can learn to forgive. Thanks for your time. Okay. Whew. Ah. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. I'm on the treadmill. Four miles an hour. Oh, man, we got a good pace. Look at him. Look at his pace. Oh, it's... It's, it's, it's a good, you know, you can't just walk. You gotta kinda, what? you gotta jog it a little bit, right? All right, all right, make sure you drink lots of water too, okay? All right, okay, so, uh, and I got my easels right here, my easel right here, uh, and we got some, uh, my name is Paul Revere, no, uh, we, and, and so, uh, oh my God. and we got some oil paints, oil paints, okay? Okay. And so, uh, and also I have a pomegranate, Yum. pomegranate, right here and we're gonna make a blended a lovely a fresh refreshing pomegranate drink excellent all right let's cut that pomegranate right now all right ah there we go all right got lots of seeds there's lots of seeds in there 42 so let's put those seeds in there leave the skin out i don't think we want to put this okay put that in there and put some ice cubes in there all right there we go all right all right and uh, let's blend that baby Oh, yeah. Dude, beautiful. I probably need a little more water. Let's get a little more water. Put some water. Get a little more liquid. Get some liquid uh, faction going on in there. All right. There we go. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now. Absolutely. Let's go back to our painting here. Now, you know the squirrels and the and the and and, and the birds. They 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 they. Hurry. They got all the what? the pomegranates. All these lovely pomegranates. Forty-three. And it's really. They, they bust them up and they, they destroy them. Oh. Um, I thought maybe it would be kind of interesting to, from the point of view of the pomegranate, uh, the pomegranate's point of view is what we're going to try to capture here with the birds and the squirrels. <laughs> ah! Ah! They're attacking me. Let's try to capture this with the paint here. Get the paint on there. Get the bird coming on us. Get that squirrel, they're just eating, eating me. Eating me alive. Eating, ah. Oh, oh. Let's get some of that drink here. Let's drink some of that. Let's get some of that. Oh, oh. all right. Let's, uh, let's get some liquids. Liquids, get those liquids. Get, get a, lot of, a lot of antioxidants. Oxidants. Oxidants in there. All right. Ooh, fantastic. Fantastic. Ooh, let's slow it down here, guys. Breathe in. Breathe out. We got this, baby. We got this day. We got this life. We're gonna... What? Do it. Do it all. You can do it all. Yes, you can. Mr. Let's paint. Bye-bye. Oh, my God! Woo! Good morning, listeners. Station Manager Ken here with another edition of New Jersey Travelogue. 
I'm on Route 280 again today in my blue Ford Pinto in West Orange, New Jersey. Here on New Jersey Travelogue, we've talked about toxic air, toxic land. We've talked about toxic landfill juice. But you know what we haven't gotten into yet? No. Radioactivity. And West Orange, New Jersey is the radioactivity capital of New Jersey, if not the entire nation. Because West Orange, New Jersey was home to the Radium Girls, a vivacious workforce that painted clocks and watches with radium. Beginning in 1916, when the U.S. Radium Corporation set up shop in West Orange, New Jersey. The Radium Girls' job was to paint radium onto the hour marks on watches and clocks. They would use regular little paintbrushes, dip the paintbrush in radium, and then paint the radium onto the watch. After doing that two or three times, they would stick their paintbrush in their mouth, moisten it with their tongue, get it to a nice sharp point, and then dip the paintbrush into more radium, and on and on it went. Bear in mind that radium and radioactivity in general was relatively new, and people thought that it was good for you. Yes. You could go into any drugstore in 1916 and buy radium tablets, radium potions, radium elixirs, and so on and so forth. This all went on for five or six years until some of the radium girls started noticing that their teeth were falling out. One of them went to a dentist, and when the dentist inspected her, part of her jaw fell out. Oh, my God. Which led to a new medical condition known as jaw rot. The radium was not only destroying these women's teeth, uh, but it was making parts of their jaws fall out. But it didn't end there. One of the radium girls developed such brittle bones that while dancing, her leg shattered in half. You can imagine that people were upset. But the U.S. Radium Corporation said that it was not their fault, Whoa. that radium was perfectly harmless. Some people begged to differ, though. And by 1928, the Radium Corporation of America settled with five of the workers, only five of them, for $15,000 each. Meanwhile, 38 of the radium girls died, and scores more were rendered infertile or maimed or injured in other ways. Their graves, still in West Orange, are still to this day radioactive. But the story doesn't end there. The U.S. Radium Corporation had more tricks up its sleeve. It buried radioactive waste across a 120-acre area of what is now Montclair and West Orange which of course later became a super fun site because all the ground was radioactive. People's sidewalks and basement walls were radioactive. 470 homes in West Orange and Montclair had to be destroyed. And there you have it, West Orange, New Jersey, the radioactive capital of the USA. This is Station Manager Ken with another edition of New Jersey Travelogue. Back to you, Clay Pigeon. So now, come on. I want to see a big smile on your face. Take a big breath, arms overhead. Yeah, that looks good. Now, breathe out, arms down. Stretch overhead, right and left. And right and left. Just stretch it right and left. And right and left. And right, yeah, left. Woo! You look terrific. Come on, keep it moving, yeah. Now stretch it side, right.
Talking about does the office make me want to work in an office? The Office, the TV show, wants to make me work in an office later. By the way, The Office US, not The Office UK, to be correct. Two minutes is too soon. We're Five fine. minutes We're and two fine. minutes is a very big difference. <laughs> it makes me want to work in an office because they are having fun and not working, which I'm totally up for. <laughs> They are having parties all the time, especially on Halloween, where they wear costumes to work. <laughs> awesome. And Christmas, where they exchange gifts. So Phyllis is basically saying, hey, Michael, I know you did a lot to help the office this year, but I only care about you a homemade oven mitt's worth. I want to do that. I gave Ryan an iPod. They are playing pranks on each other. <laughs> they played a prank where um, Dwight had a bunch of keys and what? Jim tried to put more keys on them. They put his staple on the jello. Jello. They are having a lot of fun because their boss is so fun. So fun. He always makes games, fun stuff like that, you know? Yeah. What doesn't want to make me work in an office? Because it's an office and I'm going to be stuck in it all day. That's what? Horrifying. To be inside. Yeah. That's pretty much what I do every day. Aww. But I don't want to do that. It seems annoying to have to count how many papers they sell to customers. 40. 41. Boring. Yeah. Um, maybe it's annoying to have a coworker like Dwight every day because he thinks he's like a police officer. Yesterday, Dwight found half a joint in the parking lot. Let's go over some of the symptoms of marijuana use, shall we? And I'm sure there will be something annoying. That if I work in an office. Absolutely. 
conclusion, I don't think I would want to work in an office because there would never be a boss as funny as Michael. I am not a bad guy. I am a good guy who runs over women with his car. <laughs> or I could be the boss, I guess, and maybe that would be great, you know? Bye! Have you ever heard a song for the first time and felt you've known it all your life? Yes. One such instant classic is Saturday Night by Wildlife from their second album, The Time Has Come to Rock and Roll. This song proudly sits with other classic odes to the greatest night of the week by the likes of Bobby Fuller, all week long, I've been waiting for a Saturday night. the Bay City Rollers, the Easy Beats, and Bilbo Baggins. The drum introduction borrows a beat from the router's Let's Go and immediately gets fits of pumping prior to vocalist Dangerous Dave Feldman's initial exhortation. While the lyrics reflect back on youthful energy in somewhat wistful fashion, there is nothing wistful about the kinetic energy found here. It is clear that our protagonist cannot understand why anyone would stop living every day as if it were Saturday night. Wildlife are based in Jersey City and Brooklyn and have since gone on to record a third album, Out on Your Block, for Wicked Cool Records. Brooklyn! Their live show features the classic frontman presence of Feldman and is not to be missed. Let's make Saturday night last forever with Tadaphonic's Tune of the Week. my brother George was here. This week, Wake Science comes to you from Maine. Maine, Maine, Maine. The most heavily forested state in the U.S., with nearly 90% of its land base being used for growing trees. And as the consequences of climate change become more apparent with increasing worldwide reports of intense storms, extreme droughts, severe heat waves, and rapidly warming oceans, the importance of trees removing CO2 from the air, storing carbon and releasing oxygen into the atmosphere has become abundantly clear. I agree 100%. But based on a recently released research paper published by Botanic Gardens Conservation International, our planet's forests may be in jeopardy. Why? Nearly a third of all tree species worldwide are threatened with extinction. From the report, the scientists concluded that billions of trees are being lost each year to pests, disease, invasive species, drought, 
and industrial deforestation, and the authors are issuing a warning to humanity that calls for urgent action to protect the world's 60,000 tree species. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. The scientists suggest several steps to be implemented during the CAP15 Biodiversity Conference when? being held in Montreal this December when governments from around the world will work to set new goals to protect and restore nature. These include recognizing the importance of all tree species, conserving and restoring natural tree populations, addressing direct threats to trees, and strengthening the role of trees in environmental and climate policy. The warning is another reminder of the need for prompt action to combat climate change, and that now is a good time to bring out the tree hugger in all of us. All right, all right, we all agree on that. This is George for Wake Science. Oh, what the diddle 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 The animal of the week is the human. Humans are homo sapiens, with homo meaning earthly being and sapiens meaning wise. We have a higher cognitive function than any other animal. People. Humans are also the biggest destroyers. Scientists warn us we're irrevocably hurting our planet. Gorillas, bonobos, and especially chimpanzees are our closest relatives. A chimp's DNA sequencing is 97% identical to our own. Until 12,000 years ago, all of us lived as hunter-gatherers. Humans are bipeds, meaning we walk on two limbs, unusual among Earth's animals. The average human male stands 5 foot 7.5 inches and weighs 170 pounds. What's up? Females average 5 feet 2 inches in height and 130 pounds in weight. Hey, everybody. The tallest human ever, Robert Pershing Wadlow of Illinois, 8 feet 11.1 inches tall. The shortest person ever was Chandra Dangi. <laughs> The Nepali stood one foot nine and a half inches tall and weighed 32 pounds. Tiny. The heaviest human ever, John Brower Minnick, who weighed 1,400 pounds. Oh. Chimps and gorillas might seem hairier, but humans have more hair follicles and more sweat glands. Disgusting. Our hair grows six inches per year, Aww. and our noses can sense a trillion smells. Dachshund. Right. Human belly buttons have unique hairs to trap lint with. Cool. And we're the only species to sport chins. Because we have weapons, we're at the top of the food chain. Without them, lions, tigers, bears, and crocodiles would eat us. 
peculiar to humans, what? we made for pleasure as well as reproduction. Girl, listen what I say, get it on in the morning now. In 1800, there were one billion humans on Earth. Today, over seven and a half billion. Get off me! We're the most populous species on Earth. But if domestic chickens ever got the notion to rearrange the pecking order, they outnumber us three to one. We love humans at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. Some information for this segment gathered from A to Z Animals.com. I'm Officer Dick Dowdy. Exercising is part of the health program, and I'm gonna run a little. They go stop and eat. I'd like a pork chop. Surprise! Surprise. Dink! Doctor, is he gonna make it? That I cannot say. We just wanted to surprise him. The alarm cost his heart to. Stop! Stop! Oh, his heart has stopped again. We shouldn't you put the paddles on him? Oh, oh no, it is too early for the paddles. You gotta do something, damn him. Gotta do something. Very well, I will punch him in the chest. It's not working. Come on, put a little muscle behind it. You did it, Doc. You, you brought him back. Dinky. Again, I have... Saved a human life. Will he ever open his eyes? Will my dinky talk to me? I would not get my hopes up too high. We need a miracle. His ticker crapped out again. It would seem so. Shouldn't you use the... Get those paddles on him. Oh, no, it is far too early what? for some paddles. There's no need to panic. No need to rush. For when our sense of alarm is elevated, our decision-making capabilities diminish. Better to stay composed and stay physically fresh with toiletries designed for active people. Nice shot. Yeah, super. Always in life there are tensions. Especially during the holiday season. When pressure causes edginess. And the more we hurry. The more we screw up and hate ourselves. And wish we could just blow off the holidays. All together. No. No. Can't blow them off. Too much guilt and shame. So you reach for a bottle of cologne. Not just any cologne. Fancher cologne. From the Fancher Holiday Toiletries Collection. More. Yes. Oh, Dinky, honey, can, can you hear me? I don't think he can, Connie. No, he cannot hear you. No. It is only a matter of time before. Dinky. Connie. Dinky. Connie. Shut up, Rex. Yes, please, Rademaker. His heart stopped again. Get them paddles on oh, it. Oh, no, it is far too early for... You hit him, Connie. I got the paddles in place. Oh, no, you're not gonna... Give me the juice, Rex. Well, okay. Come back to his dinky. It's not working. Come on, dinky. 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 Officer... Shut up, Redemaker. Rex, please. I don't want a pork chop. You shouldn't eat, but I want a pork chop. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. <laughs>
It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They called me the pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio... Or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.